Good morning, Contrarians! Monday morning, July 17th, 6.45 a.m., start of another week. Happy Monday. We had a couple of news items overnight that are affecting commodities markets, especially nothing else really being affected quite yet. But the first one of these headlines was about Russia suspending a grain deal that they had with Ukraine. And elsewhere, China reported slower GDP growth than anticipated. As of this hour right now, we are looking at stock index futures pointing to small losses. The Russell 2000 that tracks small caps is down about two-tenths of a percent, three-tenths of a percent, nothing major. Other indexes are unchanged. Uh, Mentioned the commodities news. Industrial commodities are dropping on this. Copper is down almost 3%. WTI crude oil is down 1.7%. Wheat prices are up almost 3% on the Russia news. Bonds are seeing a few bids, keeping with the risk-off sentiment. The 10-year yield is down 4 basis points to 3.78%. And the 2-year yield is down 3 basis points to 4.72% keeping in mind that yields move inversely to prices. So it's a quiet day in terms of known events coming up. The one we had overnight was China. Uh, That was a data release. And the news actually wasn't all bad. For example, industrial production increased more than anticipated. And then the quarter-over-quarter GDP also exceeded expectations. But... This being China and it being official China data from the CCP, the bigger concern is over exactly what the authorities are willing to admit with the numbers that they release. It's well known that these numbers are, they aren't entirely made up, but they're certainly strongly embellished. Case in point, you will not see the number four really in any Chinese data point, at least in where the decimal points are concerned, which is the number that they can fudge. Reason being that uh, number four is a bad luck in China. The character for four is quite close to the character for death. And also, interestingly enough, quite close to the character for West, if you must know. That aside, the point here is that the official figure were, that the most closely watched headline GDP figure, the year-over-year, that came in at 6.3%. Again, no number four. No number eight. The number eight is lucky in China. So if they put out the number eight, then they're obviously uh, quite happy. But So 6.3%, and that is well short of the 7.3% anticipated. Obviously, 6.3% GDP growth is still very large. Someone could make the point that the China reopening story is still intact. However, that's not quite how markets are seeing it. Again, probably due to the fact that it missed by such a large number. So that is why we have industrial commodities selling off, China being the world's biggest consumer of these industrial commodities. There were some other data in this release that was a little disconcerting. For example, a record high in youth unemployment and a country that can't keep its young people employed 
could soon face other issues. We've seen this historically. Speaking of other issues, China's foreign minister hasn't been seen in weeks, prompting some speculation. But he's kind of an a insider here. I think he's a big CCP bigwig. I think he, he was one of the guys that was kind of pushing all the saber rattling over Taiwan, I believe. So it's probably not being re-educated, but probably more likely to some kind of infighting or something like that. But that too doesn't speak to stability inside the country, which is bad. As we get a little dramatic classical music here for your Monday morning. Um, I believe this is Rondo. Anyway, so where things stand now, last week was a good one for stocks. The Russell, though, did give up some of its gains on Friday, and the Russell is kind of a leading indicator, or has been recently, for other stock market movement. And if it's down today, that could maybe be for some cause for concern. Speaking of cause for concern, there were a bunch of headlines over the weekend that were quite bullish, most specifically out of Barron's which is seen as a contrarian indicator. And they are all aboard the China, the not China, not this time, the AI hype train and saying that there is, the AI hype bubble is not big enough and needs to get bigger. That's the type of thing that you see at the, to, at the top of markets. Doesn't mean we're at the top of markets, of course, but the magazine indicator is a good one. There's a reason for this. Magazine covers are in the works for weeks usually. They don't just materialize overnight. I know this having worked on them. And so when you have something that is so pervasive in the zeitgeist, in the temporary narrative, that it warrants being put on the cover of a magazine, it makes sense that it's at a peak, if not already past it. So obviously last week was a great one for tech stocks. So that kind of worked in their favor. But we'll, we'll all see here what happens. We have a bunch of earnings this week. And also, crucially, tomorrow we get U.S. retail sales. And ultimately, all that will probably set the tone. One would expect more than this China stuff. Unless there's more headlines that come out of China. Or more out of Russia, of course. But the point is that uh, investors are maybe on edge now a little bit. Certainly more than they were on Thursday or Friday. We had a great week for socks yesterday, like I mentioned. So that's where we are today, this Monday morning. I'm done. Thanks for listening. Thank you for supporting the podcast. We'll be back here again tomorrow morning. See you then. Bye.